Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Cannabis. For those of you who's, who are following the podcast know that I'm working with a woman named Dawn on the process of releasing herself from cannabis dependency. I run a program called Consciously High, in which I teach the moderation um, in use of the plant. And the idea is not to lose the ability to use it on a regular basis or when we need to, but to be able to uh, moderate the use so that we do no longer have dependency and we reclaim the command over the substance. And in uh, the previous, uh, the episode before last, uh, Don and I have launched the process together or uh, more accurately, she spoke to me a few hours before her ritual and she read a very moving thank you letter um, that she wrote to, to Cannabis, to Mary Jane. And today I'm going to talk to Don again about a week after she started her process. So let's begin. Hi, Don. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's been a week. You haven't smoked. Remind the listeners, how long has it been since the last time you didn't smoke? Because I remember you said that last year, was it? Uh, you took another break. Yeah, it was the beginning of last year. Again, another New Year's resolution kind of thing. Um, I, I forget when I started. I think it was in February of last year, and it was about six weeks or so of a, of a break. And then uh, COVID hit, and um, I went through that first week of COVID was a very stressful time for, for, for everyone I know. But you know, it, uh, in my life, there was something that was going on at that point due to COVID and it um I got to that point where I told my husband I remember looking at him and saying I need to smoke I'm like I can't get through this without smoking and and um then we you know he he helped me out with that uh got got some stuff and that was that was it from that going forward for 2020 it was kind of hard to to quit because it, it just you know, it helped, I guess, to get through the, the, all those stressful months. Um, yeah. but you know, knowing that that wasn't my plan, my plan last year was I was going to take a long break and, um, try to get some things done and accomplished. Um, but you know, we, we know how the story goes for 2020. Yeah. You told me back in the time, if I remember correctly, you said you wanted to write a book. Is that correct? Yes. Actually, I have I had signed up for a course, um, and you know, it was a how to uh, how to write or how to launch your your dream book, and um, I was working on that course, and things just got to for for me, it got really hectic with my job for one that there was just a lot going on. I was trying to follow this course and go through the steps of writing the book. And I got the, the outline and, you know, started working on a, a draft, but then I had to just take a break from it because it was just too much on my plate at the time. And I was still feeling like, you know, like, can I even write this? Do I even know what I'm trying to say? You know, so I had all of these, these feelings surface that I wasn't sure if I could do it or or had had enough information to provide and so um I kind of took a break on that but I still have ideas that come to me that I just uh you know it's it's a goal for for one day you know not hopefully not too far out in the future but I I had the starting point and I'd like to pick up where I left mm. off at some point is it fiction or is it no it's more uh like a self-help or personal growth type yeah. book um you know maybe using some of my using some of my experience and what i've learned along the way uh to try to help other people hmm. the process of writing a book i feel is like 
stepping on a road, you know, um, a, a bridge, like a bridge connecting between two sides, you know, like a, a, above some kind of a canyon. And you don't see the floor. You just have to trust that it's there. And so you take another step and another step. And you always just have to trust that it's there. The road is there. And there's just really no other choice. And what I can't, I don't know how, you know, what you're writing. I do know that you write well, because I heard some of your writing in terms of the form of the letter. And I see it in the emails that you write. You're very structured and you have, you know, you have good form and you keep, you keep me interested. And so I know that that's not an issue. But I can tell you beyond any doubt that the world needs to hear what you have to say and to tell. Um, the, the act of sharing via writing, we can't compare it to anything else. And I encourage you to, yeah. to, put, it, to put it back on the, on the main burner at some point when it feels right. Yeah. I think this process actually will help me because part of it, I, I got an, another reason I got stuck is because I felt like I was just trying to write what I thought people would want to hear and not really what was coming from my heart because I was still kind of closed off, afraid to really share, feeling like if I put it in the book and this is my experience, then people will know, you know, and so I had that, that shame thing still holding me back. And that's yeah. what I'm work, working through in this whole process with this program and, and, and doing these podcasts. And it's, it's, it's helping. It really is helping me to be more comfortable with, you know, accepting who I am, you know, that, that cannabis has been a part of who I am for a, a good portion of my life. Um, but again, you know, going back to wanting to be in control of it and not the opposite, you know, so that's, that I think is the part that I guess I'd be ashamed of, meaning like I've lost control over it. And so once I can regain that control, I think I'll feel more confident to share my, my story more publicly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. There was a time where I wanted to teach people how to regain command over cannabis. And I was asking myself, who are you to do that? You, I mean, you've done some, but you haven't really mastered it. And, you know, only um, really only towards late 2020, beginning of 2021, now that it, it came, I feel really comfortable with it because I know that I've won that war. I've won that war for sure. It wasn't just like, I just want it, but I want it. You know, I, I will never, ever go back to that place of dependency. And, uh, you know, I, I, I make the resolutions whenever I need to, and I stick to them because my word is strong. And um, just as an example, yesterday, actually, I made a resolution for five and a half months, not to smoke until uh, June 21st of 2021 because there's a book I want to finish and I know that I need a chunk of time and there's something about waking up in the morning the day after I smoked a big fat joint yesterday uh, to kind of commemorate the, the last thing and you know my inner child kind of loaded it with you know I like I scraped the the dust you know from the bottom just because you know well I'm stopping for five and a half miles I didn't even smoke that much before but yeah um you know, and I got to tell you, I felt like shit. I felt like shit all morning today. And I was like, oh, my God, just a reminder of those days, you know, um, is, is good to have every once in a while. And there's something about waking up the day after after that resolution, knowing that you've made that decision, you just don't think about it anymore. And, you know, once you get to that point, it becomes so easy. So I, you know, I, 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 I just want to remind that, that it's a process. It's like peeling an onion and uh, slow and steady. So tell me about your first week. How did it feel to do the ritual? How did it feel the day after? Um, and I know okay. you had from email that you had some physical issues that, okay. you know, came and were, you know, kind of caused that first week to be a little tricky, but tell me, right. tell me more. Okay. Um, so I did the the ritual that evening because I'm 
typically an evening smoker um, because it's more of a time to relax after I've gotten everything done for the day. Um, and oftentimes it's because I, yeah, I deal with physical ailments and pain in my body. And you know, it's, it's one way I, it helps me just to you know, let my muscles relax and release and just kind of feel good. Right. And, and um, um, so I, well, actually, I think I did smoke right after the podcast on last Sunday because it was still my last day. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't have a lot of left, um, and I had planned it that way. Um, what I would, I had, I had switched to using the the oil, the the cartridges, the the vaporizing cartridges versus over over flour. I've you know kind of dabbled in all of it, but that was kind of what I've been doing recently. And so I had um, a few cartridges left with just a tiny bit in there, you know, as they're pretty much ready to throw out anyway. Um, but I, I gathered all of my cartridges and I had some sublinguals and, and edibles also that I had given to my mother earlier that morning. I said, just take them, you know, hang on to them or whatever. Just, I don't, don't, just don't give them to me. You know, I just didn't feel right throwing them away. Um, but so she has that and I kept the cartridges because I knew I would use them at the end of the day. It's always been like the last thing I do that before bed, I take a few hits because I can, it helps me fall asleep. Um, and sometimes even if I wake up in the middle of the night, I would hit it again and it would help me go back to sleep. Um, so anyhow, I gathered all of my remaining cartridges and um, went downstairs. My husband and my son were asleep. They, I usually am the last one awake and planned my ritual and I had everything written out what I was going to say but before so I took a few hits at a, it was a indica strain um, took about three hits off of the cartridge and started feeling it and was getting set up I tried to make make it like a ritual like light a candle or do something different you know to kind of you know have that have that um, feeling about it and I had my notes out. I had my candle going. I watched the last video for the day. Um, and um, then I started reading my, my, I did, I said my word, you know, I did my word. I read everything out. I had my little candle lit and, <laughs> and so I'm reading the thing and I'm, I'm high during this time, of course. Um, but I read, I still remember everything from, from the experience. I read it. And then I had this this feeling like a, like intuitively, you know, to, to make it, to bind it, I poured hot wax over it. You know, I figured, okay, that's going to oh, seal it. And then beautiful. I signed it. I poured hot wax over it and then I signed it and I was like, all right. And then I, and I felt good about it. And then I realized I'm like, shit, I was still going to hit some before the end of the night, you know, like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't finish. I was going to go out with a bang and, you know, finish the rest of those cartridges. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I can't, I just said the words, I can't do it. And, and it was literally like, I was like, well, you know, it's still today. And I meant to start tomorrow, but I'm like, no, I said those words. And I didn't say, I said, from this point forward, I didn't say starting tomorrow. And so I kind of panicked a little cause I was, you know, the Indica's makes you a little paranoid. So I started yeah. gathering all of my stuff and I, and I put it in a bag and I stuffed it to the bottom of the trash and um it's like okay i'm done that's it i'm not gonna do it then you know and i i didn't i threw it all away and um you know went went to bed fell asleep good because you know i had my 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 indica um and the next morning i was in a bad mood <laughs> i was really tense i was irritated i was clenching my teeth like just because i i well for one um, I guess I'll share with the listeners, hopefully it's not too much information, uh, you know, like I've already been getting personal with this stuff, you know, but yeah. for one, I, it was the, the, uh, I was PMSed. Okay. Let's just put it, I'll just be blunt about it. Yeah. So that was kind of contributing to my mood for one. And to also point out, cause I, I usually can pinpoint to the day when this is all going to start for me in my cycle and it should have happened the five days before the break. I had planned it that way. You planned it, yeah. I planned yeah. it, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a good date because I know it'll just be past that. I'll be feeling good. And, you know, and I've never wanted to stop during 
my cycle because I, I suffer from endometriosis. It's a painful condition for those who don't know about it. Um, and cannabis has always been very helpful for me to, to get through that for all of the, the various symptoms and pains that come up along the way. So I've always thought to myself, there's no way I could stop during this time. This is like the hardest time of the month for me. And why would I want to do that? You know, I'd rather get a head start when I'm feeling good. But for whatever reason, out of nowhere, it decides to wait five days and um, is delayed. And (laughs) I think it's because you said that you couldn't do it during your period. So the universe said, let's see. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I believe it was the universe testing me and even more so because this other the, a program I'm doing, um, I told you about with the, the neuroplasticity and all of that. It, it yeah. talks about how you know, the universe tests you when you decide you want to you want something or you're trying to manifest something, um, then the universe will come and say, OK, well, it'll dangle it in front of you. Are you sure? Are you sure that's what you want? Are you, know, you going to choose this? Are you going to settle for the same old shit that you always settle for? Or are you going to make a new choice? Mm. And that's what I realized. I said, okay, this is a test. It's testing me because this is the hardest time. And, you know, am I going to break or am I going to stay strong? And I stayed strong. Um, mm. It was hard though. It um, oh gosh, I don't, am I trying to get, not get emotional all of a sudden? Why? Um, get emotional. It's okay. It's, just release it. The emotions are there for a reason. They want to come out. I know. Well, yeah, it was hard because it was really painful. And, um, you know, I kind of like, suffered th- through it. And today is actually the first day I feel better. So it's been all week long since Monday until, you know, today this this morning i've it's finally subsided um i had a few challenging days uh friday was the worst for me uh pain wise and um you know my my family saw it you know i was uh stuck on my couch with my heating pad I, i couldn't really walk um I couldn't, I couldn't do any of the things on my list, you know, that would help take my mind off of it because it required, you know, physical, physical, uh, physical movement. And so all I could do was call someone. So I I called my mom and talked to her a few times and she helped me, uh, you know, get through that. And um, yeah, it was, it was rough. And um, I just knew like, you know, and even my, my mom and my husband could tell too, that like that, like to see how much that cannabis really was helping me during those times. But I wanted to stay strong because, you know, I think part of getting over this, this condition, I I know there's things that I can do to help the condition, but it's hard to do when I'm smoking cannabis. So it's again, (laughs) double-edged sword. Um, Anyhow, so I made it through. Um, I did have to you know take Advil uh pretty much the whole time um pretty every six hours on the dot and that you know helped somewhat but I I couldn't do a lot for that that time so it was it was I couldn't even work at some points which is is challenging uh anyhow I that that was a rough week I wasn't planning for it to be that rough I thought it would be easier because the way I thought I had timed it right but like I said, I think it was a test and I passed. So hmm. I'm going to, you know, going forward, it'll be, it should be easier for me. Um, so if I can make it through that week without it, then I could, I could definitely make it going forward. And I will be seeing my doctor on Monday uh, to see if, you know, what I, whatever I can do to make things easier on myself, um, you know, for the months to come. But uh, yeah, it was, it was rough. And last night, um, I couldn't sleep. I took, I laid there for about four hours, literally four hours trying to fall asleep. Yeah. I tried the, the podcasts and the stories and all that. And, um, I bought a, a sleep machine makes sounds, you know, trying to set things up for me to sleep. Um, I bought an air purifier, all that, put it in my room, but I couldn't sleep. Um, and I finally fell asleep after about four hours and then I had that sleep paralysis happen. And, oh, yeah. and then you know, my husband woke me up because I can't get out of it. But he, he knows because I, I guess I make 
certain sounds where I can't even speak. I'm like, you know, like mumbling and he, he knows, okay, when she's making that sound, she's, she can't get up. So he woke me up and I was just like, I just fell asleep and after four hours and then that happened. But, um, yeah, I, I got back to sleep, had crazy dreams and stuff. I've been dreaming a lot, actually. Yeah. You know, those dreams do come back. Um, but yeah, so that's why I, I probably look tired right now because it was a rough night, but mm. I got through it and, um, I just hope those, the sleep paralysis doesn't continue. Uh, cause that's one of the things that I, that is also, you know, not only does it help me sleep, but it prevents the sleep paralysis. And, um, you know, I don't know why, but that was another reason why I really preferred to smoke at night as well. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I want to say a few things. So first of all, you're a brave soldier <laughs> and I want you to know that the toughest, the journey the more power you're infusing into your word. If I remember correctly, the word that you chose was I wholeheartedly swear. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. And so what you've done this week is you've infused so much power into it. A second after you said it, you remember that you actually wanted to take another hit and you forgot, but you sealed it with wax. And there's, mm -hmm. there are no accidents. You're subconscious, you know, the, the minus, as I call it in my lectures and in my book, um, you know, kind of guided you to do that. And so, you know, there, it, it's just like that joint I smoked yesterday. Did, did I really need it? I mm -hmm. didn't. I kind of like all day today, I felt like shit and I, I wished I haven't smoked it. And in fact, two minutes before I did, my uh, girlfriend said, are you sure you want it? Because tomorrow you're going to say that you, that, you know, you wish you wouldn't have had it. And I said, yeah. oh, well, you know, I'm not going to be smoking for five and a half months, you know, like, come on. Right. <laughs> but, well, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with what you want. Like, think bigger. Uh, you know, she knows me, you know, let me do what mm -hmm. I want. Um, but you've, you've done it. And mm -hmm. so right there, you felt that power of the word and you realized that place that I'm trying to instill with people that I work with this program, that there's power to the word. And you knew that if you're going to break it, it's, it's going to dissolve. From that moment, it's no longer going to have that kind of power. Right. And the fact that all week, even though that you've really, truly struggled, you, you haven't done it, it has infused power into the word. And mm -hmm. it's just becoming stronger and stronger. So I applaud you for that. In terms of the physical pain and everything that you're going through, um, you've committed to 12 weeks, right? To three months. Right. Um, so there's going to be at least, in two, at least two more, if you're unlucky, four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, you know, it started a week later. Um, I'm sorry, if you're unlucky, three more um, times in which you're going to have your period. Um, yeah. So you have a little bit of time to plan for next time. Um, yeah. Well, and the but, pain's not just during the cycle; it's also uh, mid-cycle as well. The 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 way that endometriosis works. Um, yeah. So I really get two good weeks out of the month and two not so mm -hmm. good weeks. And one of those not so good weeks is a really bad week. <laughs> yeah, and I read a little bit about this condition, and it sounds like there's no known cure. No, there's no um, cure. But I, I'm a true believer in that everything has a cure, everything. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a matter of finding, of like saying, no, no, I will find something and yeah. looking for it. Um, we can talk about fasting, but that's a whole different topic. There is yeah. um, there's a process of fasting that is, it's kind of intense. It's a little out there. Uh, but wow, it, it just cures so much. But, you know, right. that's, that's not a here nor there. So let's focus on yeah. the cannabis. In terms of the sleeping, I'm the kind of guy, the second I stop smoking cannabis, I, I sleep really well. And in fact, when I smoke cannabis, I don't sleep well. And I've noticed that, that it, it's literally half and half. Some people are like that. Some people are the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not the kind of person who um, should probably recommend something to you. 
um, from that perspective because I haven't experienced it. But I can recommend some stuff based on what I heard that other people are doing. And I can recommend some stuff based on my experience with the topic of sleep and dreaming. Okay. Before you go to sleep, first of all, uh, let's talk about sleep hygiene. Um, we spoke about that before, right? Like mm-hmm. getting prepped for sleep at least two hours before, no electric devices, type of stuff like that. Did we? Yeah. Did we- um- in the, in the program, you talk about it. We, we hadn't specifically you and I, but you did mention it yeah. in, the, in the program. I think that was two, like day 12, yeah. I think. Yeah, it really makes a difference. And um, grabbing a book, I know you've tried the podcasts. Some people, the vibration of the electronic device still impacts them. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I feel like the podcasts don't help, like especially if the topic engages you. Uh, mm-hmm. Try Alan Watts. Uh, just because he's such a, you know, he speaks so slowly and his voice has some kind of like a soothing mechanism to it. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that my podcasts are making them fall asleep, which is, I guess, is a (laughs) compliment. (laughs) Um, So there's a podcast called um, Kabbalistic Mystic um, that I talk about spirituality that, you know, is a good making fall asleep type of thing. Um, But a book, a book really helps. And then the last thing I wanted to say is about the the sleep paralysis. I want you to try something. And it'll be a fascinating thing to to try and do. Before you go to sleep, um, there's two techniques. One is just verbally. The other one is physical. You write it on a piece of paper and put it under your pillow. But you literally ask your uh, mindness, subconscious, whatever you want to call her. In, in my lecture, I call it mindness because it's, it's, it's the feminine mind. You know, we, we create our perception of reality with two minds, not one. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the most common mistake for people. They think they have only one mind, but they don't. They have, they have two minds. And the feminine mind, she's passive. She responds to what you ask her to do. And you have to be very specific. Um, she also lives by habit. And so she's used to having cannabis in the picture and she doesn't always know when you're serious or not serious. Um, When the emotion is really strong and you're serious, she knows. So she knows now that you're not smoking cannabis and you can literally tell her, say, listen, I want you to help me sleep. And I do not want to have sleep paralysis anymore. I know you're trying to tell me something without sleep paralysis and find a different way to tell it to me, tell it to me via dreams but don't tell it to me this way. I'm, it's not resonating with me, this type of lesson, this type of teachings that you're trying to pass to me. And I, I get that it's a metaphor. I get that there's a place in my life where I'm frozen because it's a metaphor. You're mm-hmm. telling me about something that is happening in my life. You're telling me there's something I want to do. My mind is active, but my body is not. And you're telling me that I need to also connect the body to the willing mind, the mind that is awake. Mm -hmm. I get it. And because I get it, I ask you to stop doing it. And what I promise to you is that I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to write or I'm going to, you know, do the work to understand what, what it is that I need to do. And I ask you that you give me the information in my dreams. Now that I don't smoke cannabis for a while, uh, you know, I don't, I, I want you to tell me that. And I feel like yeah, I've seen it work. I'm telling you this out of experience, not out of experience of me not sleeping well, but out of experience of me asking my, my ness, sochla in Hebrew, um, for, for things. And every time again and again, it works. If you write it with the emotion, with the same level of intensity and dedication and focus that you wrote your cannabis letter, you know, we'll meet next week and then we'll see if I was right. But that's what I recommend with the sleep paralysis because it's a message. She does it. Who controls it? Remember, 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 Don, the physical, Everything physical is a reflection of the metaphysical, not the other way around. I don't care what and who in academia is going to tell you differently. They look for the solutions in the mind, but they forget that the mind is plastic. Everything that happens in the mind is a response 
to what happens in our consciousness, in our quantum state. And in mm -hmm. our quantum state, the physical representation hasn't happened yet. And so you can change it. You can change it. I don't care what condition you have. Most yeah. people are addicted to their physical conditions because right. their physical conditions have defined them through time. I had asthma and allergies when I was a kid, such severe asthma, such severe allergies. I got extra attention because of them, all kinds of things. Who am I without my asthma and allergies? Mm -hmm. And I've healed so many. And always, always the first process was to, to allow it to let it go. And I can tell you that there were crazy things that I had. I was al so allergic to uh, dust uh, from coniferous trees. Uh, trees with needles. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how you call them. Like, like pine, cedar. Trees. pine trees. Pine trees, yeah. Uh, cedar trees, uh, eucalyptus. And every time I would do woodworking with one of these trees, my skin would swell uh, just like uh, uh, I got burnt. Mm -hmm. And it was horrible. And cedar was the worst. And after I did a lot of work of, of self-help, and I, I remember one day looking at myself in the mirror and I liked, for the first time, I liked what I saw. Until that day, I thought I was ugly. And I thought I was, you know, like, I just didn't like myself. And that day, I looked in the mirror. It was like three intense years of self-help, self-work, of loving myself. And I looked in the mirror, and I was like, wow, I like how I look, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, not in a, you know, oh, look at me. I'm like, you know, Mr. Brad Pitt here. But, like, I liked what I, and here's the funny thing. The second you like how you look, you actually look good. You yeah. know, because it has to do with it, you know it. And so in that moment, there was an involuntary knowing that came to me, okay, in my imagination, or whatever you want, but I just knew from that moment, I was no longer allergic to cedar or to mm -hmm. any other needle type tree. So I, I told that to my wife at the time, and I went downstairs to my shop. It was when I still lived in the US, I had a big wood shop. And I went downstairs and I cut some cedar tree and I rubbed it. And she was like, no, what are you doing? What are you? I said, look. And I waited my 24 hours because usually it takes a day to, you know, to flare up. Yeah. And nothing. And since then, I can work with coniferous trees and all. Now, check this out. Here's the punchline. Mm -hmm. Cedar in Hebrew is Erez. It's my name. Oh. I was allergic <laughs> to myself. I was allergic That's to myself. Yeah. And it was oh. like, it just clicked, right? Self-help, self-love, boom, the allergy. Every physical condition that you experience is yeah. a manifestation, uh, uh, some kind of a metaphor that your subconscious, that your minus is trying to tell you something. And only when she knows you got it, she's going to let it go. So give it a shot. Humor me. And we'll see yeah. what happens with the sleep paralysis. Yeah, I will. I'll definitely. Okay. I'll try that out. Uh, I want to say one more thing about your condition. Mm -hmm. um, again, um, I do believe that everything can be healed. But in the meanwhile, it gives us, you know, start a list of the various times, whether it's in the month, in the year, that your inner child, that the place in you that does want the healing that cannabis can give, wants it. For example, Maybe, just maybe, I'm planting ideas because at some point in this process, we're going to start talking about, you know, especially in the last month, we're going to start building your relationship to cannabis. And I want to just park this thing now in somewhere that when we talk about when you can actually smoke cannabis, when you'll allow yourself to smoke, part of this process, we create some kind of an agreement with ourselves for the future. Maybe, just maybe, um, during that time of month is your time to smoke cannabis. It's some kind of a built-in thing. It's just like me. I have this, you know, now for five and a half months, he'll have to suffer. But I have a friend who comes here every Wednesday and we spend time, we study, I teach him, you know, what I teach and we really have fun together. And because I know it's a fixed thing, it was easier for me to build my, when am I smoking? When am I not smoking around it? Because remember, the mindness, it works out of habit. The second she knows that, oh, on, um, you know, uh, for example, with him, every Wednesday I would smoke. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she knows. Then Wednesday comes, my, my, my desire evokes, right? 
And so she kind of knows. And then on other days, she just doesn't bother me with it because she creates the desire, right? Difference between will and desire. We spoke about it many times. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing here. Maybe in that time of month is your time to enjoy cannabis, right? Yeah. So I don't know, something to park and something to talk about later, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to name it. Okay. Yeah. Could be, could be a plan. <laughs> could be a plan. But my, my goal, though, is to overcome the condition altogether, but, you even know, better. maybe, in, you know, in the process, perhaps. Yeah, even better. Even, yeah. That's even better. That's even better yeah. plan. But I just wanted to name it also for people who are listening to, to kind of start sensing those places, those, those needles in the map that mm-hmm. are a fixed points in your schedule and in terms of the relationship to cannabis. And yes, absolutely. So um okay so so we got through the first week and i so wish that the second week will be easier uh and i i i really hope so and i believe that it can um were there any good things this week that you want to name i mean it sounds like it was a week from hell (laughs) um well when i the the moments that i did feel good i did um painting i i did um two large paintings that <laughs> I was I did one on Monday evening I was feeling okay enough to do Monday I spent about five hours straight painted um and a big painting and um you know that kept me for, for me I was trying to not go upstairs to my bedroom after work because that's that was the routine go and get my you know pen and do a little pit and and um I call it a pen I don't know if other people do but um that was kind of the routine. And so for me this week, I avoided going upstairs just because it was a little bit of a trigger for me, unless I had to go upstairs. But so after, um, um, on Monday, after I was done working, I just got all my paint stuff out and just started painting for five hours straight and finally finished the painting. Wow. Um, and then I wasn't able to paint. I can show it to you if you want to see it. I, but I know, I know the, it. the listeners can't see it but here's this is the one this i'm not that stoked with this one because it didn't turn out the way i i had hoped let's see oh wait oh the stupid background (laughs) yeah the background i'll have to turn the background off that's that's messing the whole thing up anyhow i'll I'll, like a show i'll send you a picture or something because you can see my 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 work that has come out of this but i did another painting last night i uh, six hours i spent last night um painting and i gotta i'm gonna finish it today so the I, I've been painting um, a painting a day for the last month, except this last week when I had those that rough patch. There was about three or four days where I couldn't even paint. I couldn't sit at my table to paint. It was just too uncomfortable. Wow. So I had to I had to put it off for a little bit. But I had the the urge to paint because I'm really passionate about it. And um, yeah, I just kept looking at my supplies, thinking I'll get to it soon. So last night I was able to to get some work done, and I'll do some more today. Um, but that's that's a passion of mine. Now you're saying you've been painting uh, for about a month, uh, a painting a day. So that means you've done it even before you stopped smoking cannabis. Yes. Are there, are there any differences that you sense this week in the way, um, like any positive things that you want to mention? Maybe not in terms of not smoking cannabis. Anything that you actually liked? Mm. No, <laughs> actually, it was the paint during the. Uh, there was when I would paint before the the break. I I wouldn't paint, you know, altered every single time. But there'd be times where you know my my back would start hurting, my neck would start hurting. And I need to take a break, so I go take a puff, and it relaxes that, and I can finish the painting. But this time. I couldn't do that. And so instead I, um, I, I also practice yoga. I used to teach yoga as well. So I have all of the equipment and all the props and stuff. So instead I got my yoga mat out, I did a few stretches and then I have these wooden blocks that I lay over and I could, um, it, you know, open up my chest, open up my, my heart area, um, to kind of fix that area in my back. And then, um, I did some neck traction and then that, you know, that helped not, not, uh, uh for a long period, but it helped me get through the rest of my painting and then heating pad, that stuff, kind of, that kind of stuff yeah. works for me as well. But yeah, I have other issues with joint pain and stuff that's not even related to my, um, the endometriosis. So I, 
it's a challenge, but, uh, you know, I'll okay. get through it. I, I have tools to, to do. I just, I've always known that cannabis is just so it's, it's so convenient. It's so quick and it's, it's so effective when it comes to helping with certain, you know, ailments like that. Um, so, you know, that's why it's been a, a constant for me because it really helps me get through my day sometimes when things flare up, but yeah. I, I need to find other ways, you know, and, and overcome these ailments. So I don't, you know, I don't have them and I don't want to suffer through them anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we had a rough start, you know, I want to say to the listeners who are contemplating uh, doing consciously high that the vast majority of people who are doing it actually experiencing um, a lot of ease the first week. I'm so sorry, Don, to say that to your face, but it's true. Um, and some people don't. Um, in your particular case, it sounds like it was a, a matter of timing. And so all I can do is just wish you and you know, send these blessings your way that this second week, you're going to feel that, that place of like, ah, you know, that place of, okay, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm clear and feel that joy of clarity. I call yeah. it the art uh, of, of loving the, in Hebrew, it sounds better, amanut ahavat hatzlilut, um, the art of loving clarity, right? Mm. The, uh, the love of clarity, the art of love of clarity. I don't know how to translate that, but it's, um, it, it's a good place. It's a good place. Yeah. And so hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll feel it. And hopefully that you at least feel the uh, strength that mm -hmm. you exude, exude that, you've, uh, that you've passed to all of us, to me, to other listeners. Um, I have this, I know that I've been a little lazy, not lazy, I've been actually really busy with that big lecture I had this last week uh, on putting the podcast episode online. I'm actually going to do it tonight of last week's. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just couldn't get to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just couldn't get to it. You know, I just couldn't. I had That's this fine. huge lecture on yeah. Wednesday, on Thursday, and it was a big deal. It was it was like a big show. It's not quite a lecture. It's like an online event and right. you know, big deal. So I was just I was exhausted, exhausted by the time I was all done. But <laughs> no. I'll do it today, and um, um, it's as if I smoked. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> because um, you smoked last night right i guess yeah i'm still yeah. i feel i still feel it it, it. it affects you that way that's what happens yeah. to me i like uh, what did i what happened last night or you know like i it takes me yeah. a while to recall the day before even yeah. when you know when i'm no longer high yeah and i don't yeah. like that it, it, I, I don't like it either and i have something actually to tell you about that oh i remember what i wanted to say so um I, I, I was able to to kind of make the the sound the sound thing i haven't quite connected with my video because i'm actually recording myself video wise for the youtube but i have went through the sound and i've actually captured just your letter and what i've done is i've played it to people here in israel hebrew speakers um who most people in israel speak english or at least understand it mm -hmm. and i've played it to them it's a group of people with which i'm starting consciously high in hebrew tomorrow there's about 13 people there and people were so moved by what you've said. I mean, it's just like, boom, it opened everyone. And that's the thing with our speech. The second we speak, other people start speaking too. So I just want you to know it's something that you can't witness because these people are Hebrew speakers. And so you won't understand anything they say, but I'll translate to you as, as the feedback comes along. Um, I just want you to know, know that it's such an inspiration, right? And your journey has already inspired so many people and will continue. Wait until I put that episode online tonight, right? Yeah. And well, that, uh, that's good to hear. I mean, yeah. yeah. I do want to uh, say just to back up as far as the, the benefits or the, the good things this, this week, there, there is something to, to note. Um, my sinuses and my lungs have been uh, feeling really good. And that, uh, you know, in itself is just that, that I like that feeling because I, I, when I wake up in the morning, I can breathe, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. all stuffed up. My eyes aren't red. And, um, you know, so that, is something I was looking forward to. So I did have that uh, little silver lining for the first week. Yeah. How do you like the dreaming? You said you've been dreaming. 
Dreaming's good, um, as long as they're good dreams. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to, to have the, the dreams back. I haven't really remembered them well enough to write them down, you know, the, but I know I've been dreaming. Um, and I also have a, a Fitbit tracker that tracks my sleep so I can see, you know, how if I have you know, the deep sleep, the light sleep, the, RE, the, the REM sleep as well. Yeah. Um, to see how my sleep's been through through this process. It sounds like you have a lot of technology around you when you sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Just I do. Saying. Just saying. I know. Well, I, I did get rid of one of my, my old air purifiers because I found out it was emitting a lot of radiation. I got one of those EMF detectors to try to mm. make sure I wasn't, you know, I checked all the devices in my house. And for whatever reason, that one was off the charts, stronger than my, um, my microwave. And... Uh, so I got rid of that. I bought a new one. That's a, a better one. Um, but yeah, I know the devices can also disrupt sleep. I'm aware of that. Yeah. It'll be interesting just once to get all technology out of the room. And I don't know if you have a, uh, like shades that are like nightshades that you can actually close to have like complete darkness. And yes, just to try, just to try to sleep in, in a different state. And you'll be shocked. I think how much it, it makes a difference. I've discovered, for example, that when I don't close the door to my bedroom, there's something energetic, like some energetic flow that I just don't sleep well. And I haven't really realized that. And when I started closing the door and closing the shades, wow, I just sleep so much better. But anyway, the, the dreaming part, um, I don't know if you spoke about it, but I, I've done a lot of uh, dream interpretation teaching over the years. It's actually one of my favorite things to, to teach. And if you want, especially in a time where you don't uh, smoke after a while, because when, you, when, when we smoke, the vast majority of people, in fact, I can say, I spoke to hundreds, I've interviewed hundreds of people who smoke cannabis and not even one to date, have told me um, that they dream and remember their dreams when they smoke. And so, and the vast majority tell me that the second they stop smoking, dreams just boom, come back. Dreams are the method, the main uh, system of communication that with which the minus, the feminine mind, the, the passive mind, the subconscious, the empress, we'll call her, is talking to us, tell us it's all metaphor because she can only talk in metaphor, but she does it. She does it via, via the dreams. And in a time like this, she takes, takes the opportunity. And so if you do put some kind of a notepad and a pen next to the bed and take the time to write the dream, um, we can actually work at it next time. If you have a dream that you were saying, oh my God, I have to write this dream. It felt important then do it. Um, and um, it might be the dream related to the, what do you have to do in your life that's causing the paralysis? Why is she doing the paralysis, right? Because you're, you're telling her, hey, give, 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 me the, give me the answer via the dream. I don't know, whatever. But if you are interested in, in, in doing some dream work, by all means, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to name dream, dream writing is, is an art. It's something that we learn to do over time and we get better and better, but it's sort of like the breadcrumbs with Hensel and Gretel or whatever. Uh, the second you write the first one, the second one comes, even if you wake up and you remember just one thing from the dream, usually not always, but usually when you start writing it down, she's going to remind you the next thing and the next thing. And slowly the dream reveals itself. And uh, I, I highly recommend doing it. Yeah, I've heard that if you do that daily or you know, every day writing your dreams down or every detail that you could remember, the more you do that, then that's how you can learn how to do, uh, have lucid dreams um, and, and have more control over your mm -hmm. dreams. But it starts with writing them out first. And even, even without getting to lucid dreams, because I found that some people just, just don't do lucid dreams and some people are really good at it. I, I for, for one... I, I'm not good with lucid dreamings. I had a period where I really tried to do it for a while and it didn't quite work out, right? Um, because it's just, it has to do with my, I call it my mental polarization, my, my conscious polarization based, based on everything I teach, mm -hmm. just the way I am, right? You have to have, you have to be really allow yourself to, to 
you know, I'm also not one of these people who being hypnotized easily. You know, I have a hard time letting go of the thinking mind and it impacts my sleep. And so the whole idea about dream writing, dream documenting our dreams is, is, is even without lucid, lucid dreaming, is the more we write our dreams, the more clear we get as to the message of the dreams and the easier it becomes to remember them. And it's also one of these things that I, that I highly recommend. And it's a huge advantage when we stop smoking weed that mm -hmm. we dream again, because it's such an amazing tool, such an amazing tool. And I, it saddens me that, you know, for so many, so many times I've, I haven't dreamt for, for, you know, for so long and I've yeah. missed, missed, you know, communication because I wanted to get that connection, that momentary connection that I get when I smoke And, you know, I got a message, but then I either forgot it or whatever. And sometimes in the dream, the messages are so much better. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say one more thing that your, um, that actually relates to your, to your letter to cannabis from, from mm -hmm. last episode. Something that I've noticed today, because your letter impacted me as well. Um, today, today I woke up in the morning and as I said yesterday, I kind of, You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I stopped smoking. I do whatever I want the night before. And today my dad called me. And when I smoke a lot of cannabis, I don't want to speak to anyone. Mm -hmm. My dad is, you know, is elderly. He's, 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 you know, he's okay, but he's not doing that well. And I try to give him the attention. And he called and I, I, just, I just didn't want to answer. I was like, whoa, I'll call him later. And then I forgot because I mm -hmm. forgot. Mm -hmm. And then he called again and I didn't even notice. And eventually I spoke to him this evening. You know, I kind of came back to myself after a while and it was a wasted day too, work-wise. Like mm -hmm. I haven't done half of the shit I wanted to do. And when I spoke to him, I realized that he was lonely today. He was lonely. My mom wasn't there and he, he just had a really crappy day and he needed me. And it broke my heart. It reminded me of what you said in your thank you letter about, you know, the interactions with your son. And because of, because I smoked last night, I wasn't there today for my father. Mm -hmm. And I can't take that back. I can't go back in time. And I can't change the fact that he needed me and he called me and I wasn't there. And that, that pained me. That pained me. And it made me realize how good it is for me right now to, to have that clarity. I will finish that book. I'm telling you, Don, just like you are leaning on me as your accountability buddy for, for this you know, journey that you're doing. I'm just like volunteering you to, to just be there as a momentary witness. I'm telling you, I've stopped smoking cannabis for the next five and a half months. Mm -hmm. um, so I can write that book and I will write that book. And uh, by the time you finish this program, the, the 11 weeks that you have left, uh, I will be uh, far advanced in, in the process and we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's we'll great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you have any questions for me in terms of what comes next? You have 12 weeks. So all the information in the course in Consciously High, um, you know, we're going to work at it together. We don't have to, week, er, to meet every week. Uh, we can meet um, every once in a while. We can meet again next week to see how it was and kind of continue going forward. But the process is, is, is basically, you know, four steps. The prep, which you've done, um, you know, getting to the point that we have that joy of clarity, you've started this process now, mm -hmm. um, starting to understand our relationship to cannabis from that place of clarity mm -hmm. and finding ways to kind of get, get the same benefits without it. That's the third step. And then the fourth step, a fourth step is reintegration. Uh, planning an agreement with yourself in terms of how you're going to introduce it to your life. If you, if you choose to, you don't, you don't have to, and the actual reintroducing um, that for some people can be harder. Uh, and some people, um, some people fall back into 
some kind of a pattern of abuse, but the vast, I mean, actually each and every one that I've spoke with have told me it, it's not like before, like I'm a lot more aware now. And so it happens. I, I say that out of uh, one out of 10 people that do the program kind of, you know, just fall back into where they were, but there's this awareness of, wow, here I am again. Okay. And then in fact, one of the people who's doing the course right now in the Facebook group is doing it for the second time. Uh, after the first time she kind of like caved, she's done it in a time that she didn't, she didn't really want to do it. Mm -hmm. She was like, no, I'll do it now. You know, and it wasn't <laughs> quite the right time. And then the inner child rebelled. And it's like, well, screw you. It's the holiday times. I want to do it. You know, I don't want to do it. I want to smoke during the holiday, whatever. Right. And it, right. And it happened. So um, you were smart. You said, no, I'm going to start after the holidays. And, <laughs> right. You know, you got your share of difficulty. So, yeah. yeah. So, so my questions are now that I've described the process, do you have any questions for me? Um, and what can I do to, to help you continue this journey successfully? Well, my, my first question I can think of is since I've decided to do this for three months versus the three weeks, um, I haven't gotten to that last week of, of the program, but I'm, I'm going to guess that that is to start to prepare you to set you up for starting again. Um, so should I still finish that week, finish those modules, or, or do I save it for when I get to the, you know, after the three months? Um, so yeah, that was, I was a little unsure of how I should navigate that yeah. part of the process. That's a great question. In fact, I need to develop some kind of a strategy around it and communicate it within the program to improve it. Um, I feel like when we speak about smoking cannabis, like there's exercises in the, in the third and fourth week, uh, how much did you listen to so far? I'm on, um, day 14. I'm just, I, I don't, I'm not the type that peaks ahead. I, I like to just, you know, do it each day, day by day. Okay. I follow the rules. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish everyone would, but, uh, it, it, you know, for some people they need different rules and that's okay. Right. Um, there's something about the third and fourth week, especially the fourth week that, um, Well, he, here's the deal. Well, I have to I have to look for a second exactly what what is happening in the third week because I I think that I'm also introducing these things in the let's see uh, let me just log in real quick in the third week I in the second week I talk about decoding cannabis and I talk a little bit about the the technicality the metaphysical mechanism. Uh, I talk about memory and I talk about all that kind of stuff. So that, that, that happened. You've already looked into that. But there's a process towards the end of the class in which I start talking about how to introduce cannabis into your life again. And I have a feeling here, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, third week, um, the inner child, the inner adult. Yeah, I would say this. I would say that you should wait with the third okay. and fourth week. Okay. And I'll tell you why. There's a process that I describe there to talk about the inner child in terms of what they want uh, from cannabis. Um, and there's a negotiation that takes place, especially in the fourth week. In the third week, I'm looking at it, cannabis and social circles. Uh, yeah. Do -do 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 -do. The third week is fine. The third week is fine. It's the fourth week that okay. I recommend not doing. Right. So the third week... Whenever you inspired and want a video, go to the third week and, you know, kind of do it. But okay. the fourth week, don't do it yet. Here's why. When I ask you to do that list of demands from the inner child to start negotiating how you're introducing cannabis into your life, it can invoke desire. And I think that you're in the, in the stage of your journey that you're still vulnerable, that you still, you know, you haven't went through the vast majority of the program. When we do a three-week break and we've already done two weeks, we're not going to break it in the last week, right? Mm -hmm. We're already anticipating, oh, in a week I can smoke. You've chosen 12 weeks. I say, let's not deal with it now. Let's deal with it okay. in the last month. After you went through two months without smoking, 
which is breaking a record from last year, which was six weeks. And you're already feeling like a million dollars because you've done it. You know that you're gonna finish. That's when we're gonna start talking about reintroducing. It just doesn't feel right to do it at this point. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and if you need more, more things to listen to, just let me know. I'll send some stuff your way or, you know, okay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, how else can I support you? Uh, I don't, you, you've done a lot already. I think that, that just continuing as, as it's been, I, I think it's good. Um, you know, if we can follow up with the, the podcast, I think that's also keeps me motivated knowing that I can kind of report back to my progress. Okay. Um, that's helpful. I mean, like you said, it doesn't have to be every week, but maybe, you know, every other week or something until we get to that point, that would be good to do, to do okay. that. And then if you do get any other positive feedback from your listeners, that's always uh, motivating as well. So I appreciate if you yeah. can share what you get. Um, that'd be great. Yeah. In fact, let me uh, log in right now to the personal WhatsApp group with which I talk to everybody about tomorrow. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. No, no further feedback yet, but they just got it. So we'll see what they say tomorrow and we'll right. see how you inspire them. Because what I've done, I gave them your message and I said, this is what we're going to be doing tomorrow. So mm -hmm. prepare. What's your thank you to cannabis? So we're going to see how you inspire them. Uh, and I will, I will send you these responses and I'm also going to post it in the, in the private Facebook group. So we're going to see, we're going to see what's happening there. Um, okay. In terms of meeting next week or not, let's wait and see how you're doing, because if okay. you have good things to report, I want to hit the, hit the iron while it's hot and right. uh, over, over the 12 weeks, we'll try to aim it so that it's every other week, but okay. we'll kind of flow and see which weeks are the right weeks. Yeah, okay. that works for me. And All I'm right. here for you. You can always contact me. I'm, it sounds cliche, but I'll say it anyway, even though that people don't like to hear it. I am proud of you. Uh, not in the fatherly, you know, like teacher <laughs> kind of way, but in a human to human uh, and knowing the, the difficulty sometimes in, in doing what you're doing. From that yeah. sense, I'm proud and I'm inspired. I'm inspired, even though that I'm, I feel like I'm there. I'm inspired because your difficulties are not mine. And when I see somebody like you, you know, I, I can say actually that it sounds to me like you are the one who struggled the most from all the people that have done the program thus far and told me you, you had the most gruesome week. And um, there were a lot of people, there, there were not a lot, but there were some people who had pretty nasty, you know, experience. And I think, I think all of them caved and you haven't. Um, and so there's no bravery when there's no fear, there's no uh, strength uh, when, when, where there's no temptation. And you had a lot of freaking temptation, Don, and you did it. And that would serve you well going forward. That would serve you well. And I salute you. So. Thank you. I'm proud of myself too. And yeah. that's not something that I usually say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I survived, uh, you know, a huge challenge and made it through. Yeah. You do. You know, I'm, I, I see you, the listeners don't, you do look lighter and uh, your face look more. Uh, what's the word should I put? Do you know that uh, uh, yoga uh, clarity energy that we have? Like uh, you have more light coming from your face. I can't quite. Okay put a put a put words to it but it it, it looks you look clear your good. energy is clear well, yeah good yeah. yeah i do i do feel clearer um but i mean i'm tired because last night was rough but <laughs> yeah. i still feel i feel uh i think it's just more that feeling of of uh, accomplishment perhaps maybe that's what's showing through yeah maybe yeah all right well uh good for you and we'll keep talking. Keep me posted. If you need me, you have my email and we'll go from there. All right. Thanks okay. again. I really appreciate it. Of course. I, it's my pleasure. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you are interested in redefining your relationship to cannabis, check out weedoutthehabit.com. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that you can do alone as well. You don't really need uh, to do the program if you feel like this is not for you. The, just grab the principles from what I'm saying. But if you do need uh, structure and if you want uh, to be led through the process, that can be a great tool for you. Um, I thank you, Don, for sharing your process and for, for your brave uh, and, and just, just passion around this topic and your dedication and willingness to, to get to what you want. Um, and I thank everyone who's been listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Smoke responsibly. Exactly how you said I turned out.